everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 545. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, or if you're interested in becoming a Magic the Gathering player. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, if you already know and love Magic the Gathering, you've been playing for any length of time that would amount to something being called a, quote, length of time, <laughs> guess what? Turn off this show right now. Wait, not yet. Wait. But we'll say now later. Oh, when it's the time? Not this now, but like a later <laughs> now. Not that one either. But if you're a brand new person to magic guess what you can keep listening the whole time you're invited that's right if you already play magic your job before you stop this is to take whatever device you are playing it on <laughs> whether it's your phone your computer your cat whatever and hand your cat slash phone slash computer to someone who you would like to get to play magic the gathering this is a giftable episode of good luck high five we want yes. you to put a little bow on it and hand it over to your friend who you want to coerce to start playing Magic the Gathering. Or persuade if you don't want to be accused <laughs> of coercion. Or, you know, lightly nudge. Nudge. Nudging is nice. A light, you know, a lovely little nudge in a exactly. direction. Exactly. And if you are the person that has been gifted this wonderful episode of Good Luck High Five, welcome. Welcome for the first time into the world yes. of magic and into the world of the show. I do want you to know in this episode, though, we are not literally going to teach you how to play Magic the Gathering. I don't think a podcast is necessarily the right format for teaching somebody, you know, about uh, the card types, power and toughness, how damage works, turn order, that kind of thing. So what we are going to do is talk to you about the world of magic. That means the different kinds of formats you can play, how card releases work, the competitive scene, where to play, what kind of events you can expect to find at your local game store, how to play online, and just the vibe of the magic community. So this is about the wider magic world as a whole, as opposed to exactly how to play, which we will leave to your friend who gifted you this podcast. And I think it's important, honestly, because there's a lot of content out there about how to like physically play the game, but not a lot about what it's like to actually be part of the Magic the Gathering player community. So here you go. It's going to be a good time. But before we get started on that good time, we have to thank the people who make the good times possible. That's right. They make the good times roll, in fact. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and then I was like, don't. <laughs> Everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic huge thank you to you for making this show possible to continue to make it to happen and if it's your first time listening you're not a patron yet uh you can become one yeah. probably not yet but you know what if you want to hey go for it we'd love to have you if you become a patron at any dollar amount you get access to our cool discord server for that's Good Luck right High where people talk about all kinds of magic in the many ways we're going to discuss in this episode yeah and they're all wonderful welcoming people who are all really nice and will help you out with stuff and we love all of them and yes. you can become a part of that family uh, for any dollar amount, like I said, you can buy a yearly subscription for a discount or you just pay every month. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. We're going to say thank you to all of our new patrons. Uh, next episode, we've got a backlog of them yeah. because we've been pre-recording a few episodes here. So stay tuned for that next episode. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. The place to go, especially if you're a new player, they have some great resources that we're going to be talking about this very episode. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Like starter decks and battle decks that you can play against each other. They're cheap. They're a great way to get started. They're going to have similar power levels so that you don't have to worry about getting run over by someone's super powerful deck when you're just getting started in the game. Uh, they have tons of great resources, a blog where you can read all about different events or types of decks in Magic. Just an all-around great, you know, great sponsor of the show. Yeah, great resource. You can check them out on the internet at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Okay, now everybody who's gifted this episode, the yes. giftee, if, wait, no, the gifter. The gifter. The giftee, continue listening. The gifter, you have got to stop. You must turn it off. You must stop right now. I, I don't care if you've listened to every wow. episode of Good Luck High Five. Wow, Maria, you're going to deny the 100 percenters? <laughs> That's right, the 100 percenters. I'm sorry, you can't you be can 100%. You can count this as having been listened. Yeah, no, you, you can, can count it. it. You can count it. But you you must not listen anymore. If you do, I don't know what to tell we're gonna you. Fi- we're going to find out. We're going to know. We're going to know. <laughs> We're going to show up and scold you. <laughs> and for everyone who's been gifted this episode, the gifty, welcome into the wonderful world of Magic the Gathering. We're going to dive in. We're going to tell you everything you need to know to get started playing the best game in the world. By the end of this, you're going to have a wonderful baseline from which to grow your magic life. Or you're going to have a really weird understanding of something very complicated, <laughs> and that's as good a place to start as any. So true. Yeah. So true. I can't tell you the number of things I had a weird understanding of from the start, and it worked out okay for me. Oh, what was one of them? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you really got me. I'm really being put on the spot here. (laughs) Groundhogs. Yeah. Do you know what? I do. I would argue that everyone's understanding of groundhogs is pretty weird to begin with. That's so true. Also, I think possums. I think everyone begins with a misunderstanding of possums. And then you grow into an understanding of possums. (laughs) So this episode... And the game of magic is yeah. like a possum. Yeah, that's a great and that is, analogy. It's ultimately very endearing and wonderful. Yeah, but at first it might seem very scary and you're like, what is that doing in my alley? Exactly. <laughs> the answer is be nice to it. <laughs> and one day it might love you back. But yeah, don't touch oh, it. I can only, I can only <laughs> hope. Our friend found a baby possum and she helped it get Aww. to a wildlife rehab center. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's so cute. They're not horrible uh, alien-like looking no, babies. They're they're cute. adorable and perfect. I'm going to look up baby possum okay. right now because I need to see. Oh, you know, they are very yeah, they're, cute. They're obscenely adorable. <laughs> they're like. Confirmed. Wow. Baby I possums would, are cute. Yeah. I would potentially murder for a baby possum. <laughs> wow. Prosecutors will look back on this case <laughs> and have some solid evidence. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off your magic journey. Thank you, everybody, uh, for coming in along with us on this weird and wild trip that yeah. is going to be probably the rest of your life. And remember, if, you, if you're a, a Good Luck High Five listener, you better not be you listening. You better not be listening. You better not. <laughs> uh, so you might be wondering, what is magic? Great um, magic is a, if, you know, there's been argument about, is it a trading card game or is it a collectible card game? Yes, there has especially been. Especially with new sets that come out. But either way, you know that there's cards involved. You can trade them. You can collect them. You can do either. Yeah, there are a millions and, wait, hold on. Let me actually look this up. How many magic How cards many are cards there? How many cards are in, Mag- in Magic the Gathering? 
Uh, more than 25,000 unique wow. Magic the Gathering cards. That's very intimidating to hear, but don't worry. Most of the co- those cards you never have to think about. No, you never do. You will never have to have to know about them or contemplate them. How have there been 25,000 cards? Well, this game was started in 1993, actually, yeah. by a guy named Richard Garfield. Yeah, he invented this game. He was a game designer, and he was taking a hike up a mountain when he had an epiphany. This sounds like yes. it's not real, but this is actually what it happened. Is. It is real. He was trying to design this game. He had this epiphany while hiking up this mountain that not every card needs to be the same in both players' decks. Yes, exactly. That they could potentially be playing two different sets of cards. Yeah, they could be totally different. And that kind of epiphany propelled him forward on this journey of designing magic where every card that you play essentially changes the rules of the game. Yeah. So you're building the rule set as you play it with your friend. You may also be wondering, well, how do they add cards to magic? When do these cards come out? There are four card set releases each year. And that's like, a baseline, yeah. right? Of like the big marquee sets. There are four of them each year, and they add a bunch of a hundred a couple hundred new cards each into the card pool. Yeah. So every year it's kind of like <laughs> we get yeah. like a thousand new cards in the game. And all of those cards have lore attached to them. They have they happen on different planes. So magic is a, a multiverse, which means that there are a bunch of different kind of like overlapping planes of existence yeah. that all have different stuff going on on Different them. worlds. Like there's the world of Kaldheim, which kind of feels like a Viking Norse yeah. theme world. There's the world of Theros, which is uh, like a Greek mythology world. There's Ravnica, which is an endless city. It's um, a plane that's just fan. a city. And there's all of these guilds that run it. Yeah, there is Tarkir, which is uh, run by dragons, which yeah, is very, very cool. cool. So there's a bunch of different worlds of magic. Each have a different theme. Like Kamigawa came out recently. Mm-hmm. which is a really cool um, like cyberpunk cyberpunk world um, yeah and so no matter what you're interested in there's probably a magic plane that aligns with something that you think is very cool and like Megan said like the four times a year we get to go to a brand new plane or revisit a plane that is beloved by a lot of people yeah so don't worry there are a lot of cards that come out each year but the nice thing is Everyone is experiencing those cards for the first time when they come out. Yeah. It's actually a really fun time to play Magic when a new set comes out because it levels the playing field a little bit. Right now, you don't know any cards, but when a new set comes out, nobody Nobody knows those cards for a hot second. (laughs) Nobody does. And everybody is creating new decks and has new ideas about how to use these cards. Some of them will be great ideas and people will make really busted decks, which are amazing. Some of them will be horrible ideas. But that's what's so cool about Magic is people are constantly reinventing different different ways to play the game and putting ingredients into the pot, stirring them up and seeing if they've made a great meal or if they've made some dubious food (laughs) for a Zelda reference there. (laughs) Um, These cards are all put together in decks, obviously, that you're playing from. Most formats are 60 or 100 card decks. Yes. Uh, So you can have up to four copies of any given card in your deck. Uh, And yeah, you'll use your 60 or 100 card deck to battle another player with a 60 or 100 card deck. The premier format that Magic uh, is played in is called Standard. And Standard contains the cards that have been released over the past three years. So when you buy a card and you want to use it in Standard, it'll be good for approximately three years. Rotation triggers every fall. So cards that are at the back end of that three-year cycle will fall off and new cards will be infused in. And then once their three years is up, they hit retirement and they are out. And Standard is the format that is the most popular for tournament play in Magic because there is 
a competitive scene and that's where you play 60 card decks and four copies of each card in each deck and it's kind of the baseline for uh, entering magic into like you know if you go to your local game store they'll probably have a standard event uh, every single week or something like that yeah but a lot of the ways that you might play might be just kitchen table magic which is actually the most popular way to play magic in which case the rules are what you make them yeah you're still going to probably have the 60 or 100 card deck building limit but after that any card that you want that's out in the game it's going to be between you and the people that you're playing with to decide is the power level of this card acceptable for our play group exactly so that's a really great thing about magic is that yes there's tournament play if you want to get into it but also if you just want to play magic with your friends it's a very collaborative game building experience you can talk about hey do we want to all be super aggressive and trying to win this game or do we want to make sure that we're all having a lot of fun on our way towards someone winning the game yeah absolutely we're going to tell you about the official sanctioned magic formats that exist but guess what you don't have to adhere to any of those if you don't want to if you're just playing at your house with your friends you can develop your own formats i've heard of some really wild stuff people have invented in ways of playing with their friends casually and those are all on the table if you will so if there's something that you've invented in a way you like to play guess what you can uh, no holds barred in magic when you're playing kitchen table magic there's also a couple of multiplayer ways to play magic which are also among magic's most popular so there's commander which is a hundred cards and it's singleton which means that you can't have more than one copy of any given card in your deck and you usually play that with four total players at the table yeah commander has really taken off over the past few years in magic the gathering and it's very likely that that's going to be your entrance point to the game it's a really really fun way to play like megan said singleton so it's easy to acquire copies of cards to put in your deck you don't have to get all four mm -hmm. of anything like that um basic lands you don't have any restriction about the number of those that you can put in but as far as normal cards you just one copy and that's it and you can make a deck themed around something if you're like i want a deck that's based on horses you can make a horse deck if you yeah. want you can make a any color deck you can make a mono black deck if that's what you like there's also a great thing about commander players which is none of them have just one commander deck that's true so they probably got one to lend you <laughs> if your friend plays commander and you want to try playing commander with them just be like hey do you have a deck you can lend me and the answer is gonna be oh yes, it's gonna be yes because they all are obsessed with building new commander decks and it's really fun right you can build so many different kinds of decks yes uh which is another great thing about magic Magic. There's so many ways to enter it. Maybe you want to be super competitive, but maybe you just want to explore the creativity of building decks. Maybe you want to get super into the lore of those different planes and the stories that unfold on them that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, so for a format like Commander, uh, singleton cards, you have a Commander, which is a legendary creature or planeswalker, and that uh, signifies the color identity of your deck. So if you're playing with a blue legendary creature, all the cards in your deck have to be blue, that kind of thing. And you get to play multiplayer, which means there's going to be a lot of politics involved in who you attack, who you don't attack, and what kind of deals you make and break with the other players at the table. Another popular uh, multiplayer format is Oathbreaker. Yeah, we love Oathbreaker. Yeah, it's a little bit more pared down. Those are 60 card singleton decks, and you can see Oathbreaker content on our channel on youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5 if you want a little bit of a smaller deck and a format that plays slightly faster than Commander, Oathbreaker is a good choice. It's real fun. We also love playing Limited. Limited is, is a great way to play magic because you actually don't have to bring any cards to the table no you can play sealed which means you're going to get six fresh draft booster packs and open them all yourself and then build a 
new 40 card deck out of whatever you open in those packs, or you can draft, which means that you and seven other people, so eight people total, are going to sit down at a draft table. You'll each open three boosters, one at a time, pick a card out of them, and then pass the rest of the pack so that you're drafting yourself a 40-card deck. Yeah, it's like fantasy football draft, except you're drafting (laughs) fantasy cards instead of players into your 40-card deck. Limited is how Megan and I both learned how to play Magic, Mm -hmm. uh, playing draft at our local game store, and I think it's the best way to learn because, like Megan said, you don't need to go to the store with any cards. You get them when you arrive. Yes. And everybody there, it's an even playing field. Nobody has like a very expensive deck that they brought to decimate everybody with. Everyone starts off with the exact same chances of Mm -hmm. opening whatever they sit down at the table and open. There's also tons of other ways that you can play Magic. I mean, basically, if you want to play, find people and play. You all will have a great fun experience. It doesn't need to be tournament legal. It doesn't need to be a sanctioned magic format. Just as long as you've got your deck of magic cards and some people to play with, man, you're playing magic. Absolutely. Uh, And so we've mentioned a few formats here that are official, like standard, like limited, like commander. And then you can even go back and if you want to play with older cards, lots of formats support those older cards like Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, Vintage. It gets older and older and older. Yes. (laughs) The sets that I named go back in time even further. And so get more and more expensive as I've mentioned that series of sanctioned formats. But those are generally played by people who are deeper into the game. I just wanted to make you aware of them, that there are a bunch of legal sanctioned formats in Magic, or just make up your own thing and jam cards your own way. So maybe you're asking yourself right now, why would I play Magic? (laughs) You talked about a lot of things, and it sounds like it's maybe pretty confusing, but it's because... If you like playing games, Magic is just a great game. Yeah. There's so much going on. Magic is built around something called the color pie. So there's five colors in Magic, white, blue, black, red, and green. And they each have an identity. They each have a thing that they do. Right. And what's so cool is that in the different ways that you can combine those colors, everyone finds themselves in any kind of combination of one color, two colors, three colors even. Yeah, exactly. It's You can uh, kind of identify yourself through the kinds of decks that you build and play with in Magic, no matter how you like to play, whatever kind of gamer you are. For example, I'm kind of an aggressive gamer, so when I like to play... Honestly, any kind of board game, I yeah. like to be. I like to be the person who is playing kind of aggressively. So even if it's like a role playing game or whatever, I like to be a character who just is out for blood. And in Magic, I'm the exact same way. And good news, I can play that game that way. Yeah, I like to be very controlling of the scenario. I like to have all of my options open. I like to really just grind down my opponent until I have no will to live left. <laughs> and you know what? There's a place in magic for evil people like me. That's so true. No matter what kind of player you are, there's a home for you in magic. The color white symbolizes justice and unity. Uh, The color green is all about doing big busted things. Red is about being fast and fire. Green is also about like nature, right? It's about big creatures. Big creatures in nature. Being in tune with nature. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, red, like I said, is a bunch of uh, very fast cards and spells dealing damage directly to your opponent's face. Black is about making deals, like taking uh, damage in turn for drawing cards. Yes, or bringing things back from the graveyard. Blue is about drawing cards, knowledge, oh. experimentation, and also denying your opponents any fun. Yeah, blue is about being great. <laughs> Blue is about being, having the most fun, having more fun than anyone else. All right. We'll leave that up to you to decide. But right. You can take any combination of these colors and make new identities and it really express yourself through the kinds of decks that you build and play, which is truly unique to a game like Magic. Mm-hmm. It's also so much fun because there's no two games ever play out the same. No, There's so much that gets shaken up each game. It might be that your opponent is playing a deck that you've never seen before. Maybe you've built a fresh deck that you're trying, but the way that those things interact with each other, the way that you draw cards, because your deck is randomized every game. Right. So you might only draw some set of cards and the next game you're going to draw a completely different set of cards out of the exact same deck that you were just playing. All of the games feel so different. And that's one of the great things about magic also. And it's constantly changing, right? We talked to you at the top of the show about how there's new sets released every year. So it's constantly fresh, constantly evolving. It's not like, for instance, a game like chess, which is set. And that's what the game is. That's what the game is. From the beginning of history until now, it has not changed. Have you heard there's a new chess piece dropping? (laughs) New chess piece just dropped. (laughs) Can you imagine the outrage in the world of chess if they were like, okay, listen, everyone, things have been the same for long enough. We've decided we're adding a new piece to chess. What's the new piece called? What is it? Oh, wow. Okay. It's going to be called the Cardinal. Ooh, the Cardinal. What does the Cardinal do? The Cardinal... (laughs) Does a backflip. Yeah. And (laughs) goes... the, um, The Cardinal... Can I alternate either what like one row one turn it can go straight and the oh, next turn it can go diagonal? Ooh, that's pretty good actually. So, the cardinal seems kind of busted. But you have to but it also is bad because you have to be keeping track of whether your cardinal is on a straight yeah, or like yeah, it's listen, complicated. They should not have added a new piece to chess. But Everyone they did. is but they did. really up in arms about it, but they did. <laughs> they really messed up a classic. <laughs> So, like, just that would change chess immensely, right? One piece. Well, guess what? Like we said, there are thousands of new cards released every single year into Magic. So the formats, all of them, are constantly evolving and changing, which makes it really exciting when new cards are previewed and put into the set. And it means that things are just always evolving. Also, not every, not in Magic games, it's really unique because the best player doesn't always win the game. Yeah, Magic has a really nice place on the variance scale right right it's not like shoots and ladders where you are participating in an experience it's not really a game <laughs> uh, or Candyland, where you are really only participating in an experience yep. where you're turning over cards but it's also not like chess right where it's a like it's a game that is set the best player is going to win right exactly because there's no variance no variance chess. there is no new piece dropping other than there who is goes no, first yeah there's no randomization of the game right. of chess but magic because you are shuffling your 60 card deck you don't know what cards you're going to draw sometimes variance gets you and you lose sometimes variance works in your favor and you win a game that you're like i should have lost that one yeah absolutely and i think that's honestly kind of great because when you're a new player and you sit down to play somebody uh it's kind of refreshing to win a game even though you know your friend might be better quote unquote than you at magic so i kind of like that It, it leads to some uh what's this word i'm looking for flexibility in uh the outcomes of play which i think is really nice 
want to check in right now. Make sure. I just want to double check that no, none of our normal listeners are still listening to you this. You better not be listening. You better not be. Just checking. This is not for you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> if you're if you're a person who is considering getting into magic, as everyone listening to this should be, we're going to give you a key phrase right now that you're going to say to your magic playing mm-hmm. friend yeah. who gave you this podcast. Yeah. And it's going to be Tom Cruise pineapple pizza. Okay, really good. You're going to say to your friend, Tom Cruise pineapple pizza. Uh-huh. And if that means nothing to them, then you know that they did not listen. And they are good at following rules. They are good rules. at following rules. They are to be trusted. If your friend who plays magic and listens to this podcast knows the phrase, Tom Cruise pineapple pizza, then they are suspect. Then you know that they didn't... Wait, hold on. But they now they know to be, to be disingenuous and be like, what are you talking about? But we're going to leave it to you to determine, is your friend acting <laughs> surprised or are they truly surprised? Are they really confused or are they merely feigning confusion? Not only was this podcast a gift to you to help you get into Magic the Gathering, it's also a litmus test on if you should still be friends yes, with this on, person. Yes, on the quality of your friendships. <laughs> All right, we've gone over what is magic and how does it work with sets and releases and formats and all that kind of thing and why you should play. But now, what do you need to be able to play the game? You need some magic cards. The end. That's it. You need And someone to play with, I guess. Sure, sure. Someone to play with. That would be magic helpful. Magic cards, someone to play with. That's it. That's literally it. Like we said, you can borrow those cards from your friend who already plays magic. Maybe you can play some limited. You and your friend can each just get six booster packs and build a sealed deck as your first experience playing this. Yeah. Maybe you want to grab a pre-con deck. We've talked about some formats like commander wizards of the coast actually makes pre-con like pre-constructed commander decks that you can just buy right off the shelf. Yeah. If you and your friend are both playing some pre-constructed, commander decks against each other, they're going to be about the same power level, which yeah. is nice. And there's a bunch of different kinds that you can get from sets that have been released over the years, including some Warhammer 40k decks, yeah. which are really fun to play if that's your kind of jam. Uh, so there's themed decks like that. There's, there's going some to be Doctor, Doctor Who, Who decks ones. coming yeah. out this fall. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sick. Um, so there's like quote-unquote normal ones, and then yeah. there's special ones like Warhammer and Doctor Who and all that kind of stuff. So you can just buy decks already yeah. made. As to where to get pre-constructed friends, <laughs> we found improv to be pretty helpful. Yeah, that is nice. That improv is, is nice for yeah. pre-constructed Find friends. Find some good people in improv. That's exactly. very true. Uh, so you can just buy a deck like that, pre-constructed commander decks. There's also pre-constructed standard decks that exist. They're called challenger decks. So you can Google that and find out where to get those. Maybe your local game store sells them. So if your local game store is having a standard night, you can bring a challenger deck to standard night and you'll be ready to play and you can adapt that deck as you see fit, as you learn the format a little bit better. Um, but we agree that limited is a great place to start if your store is holding a draft night. It's a fabulous way to get into the game. Uh, we have a video on our channel at youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5 on how to play draft. And I'm sure there are other ones out there as well with lots of tips. Lots of articles have been written about it. And it's really a fun and easy format to get into draft and sealed as well. There's also decks over on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Like we mentioned at the top, they're one of our sponsors. They're called Battle Decks. Yes, these, and these are, are great. $12 for a 60-card deck, and they each kind of have a thing that they're themed around or a mechanic that they're built around. They have one that's built a- around Assembly Workers, which is a type of creature. Oh, it's called Assembly Line. They have a deck called Flight Risk, which is all about white-black flyers. So 
Those are only $12. Again, get a pair, get a friend to play with, and you can both have a great time playing these battle decks against each other. Getting a friend to play with brings us to another topic. We're going to give you some tips now for how to learn the game and how to play it itself. So first and foremost, we think you should get a friend to learn to play magic with. Yes. Now that you're listening to this, when you can you're infect done, the next person. You're going to take this podcast <laughs> and give it to one other person, and then you two can play magic together as you learn. This is not a pyramid scheme. It's a straight line. Yes. It's a straight line scheme. <laughs> not as effective, I don't think, as a no. pyramid scheme. But you know what? We it, don't know. It's got some effectiveness. Exactly. And you may be thinking, why are you recommending this? And the answer is because that's how we learned to play. Yes. We both learned at the exact same time. And it was super helpful because we were both learning everything. We would both make the same kinds of mistakes all the time. Right. Magic, um, we're not going to lie to you. It's not the easiest game to learn ever. No. But once you get it down, the fundamentals... You'll have it for the rest of your life and yeah. it'll be, you'll only be able to grow on those fundamentals from there. Exactly. And 50 years from now, you can be sitting in a nursing home playing Magic <laughs> the Gathering instead of Bridge. Oh, it's so true. It'll be a lifetime activity and for you. And it'll be way more fun than Bridge. It's going to be so much Which, fun. Which, by the way, the competitive Bridge scene is rampant with cheating. What? Did you know that? Bridge scandal. Oh, yeah. And I'm not just talking about... <laughs> I'm not just talking about bridges. No. Or Jeff Bridges. <laughs> bridge scandal. No, it is it is a rampant in competitive what? bridge to the point where tournaments now have to provide every table with the exact same cards in the exact same series. Uh, so it's like every table has to have the same thing happening. So that way they can identify if something spooky is going on at one of the tables. Gasp. They can see it. And also, this is even worse, um, in Competitive Bridge, you have huge barriers put up between yourself and literally everybody at the table. And the only thing is a tiny little slot where you like pass the cards through and stuff because you can signal to your partner or whatever, whatever cards you need or they need or however Bridge works. I don't honestly know. Oh my goodness. But it's you basically have to play it like in a straight jacket with a blindfold wow. on wow <laughs> to stop cheating Those big bridge cheaters i know right <laughs> i am a gas yeah it's it's kind of a scandal i mean like you said a bridge scandal it truly is what were we talking about <laughs> i honestly don't remember we were talking about magic about having a friend to play with yes um, yeah, so if you learn with oh, somebody we at the same time. we were talking about how this is what you'll be playing instead oh, of bridge. yeah, exactly. 50 years from now. Learning with somebody else at the same skill, skill, skill level as you, I think, is really, really great. So whoever mm. gifted you this podcast, go find them. Tell them to gift it to another person and teach you both at the same time. That's, yeah. that's what I say. You can also learn a lot of the basics of playing Magic using Arena, which is one of Magic's online magic clients yeah it has a nice tutorial at the beginning and you can get started for like 10 bucks and not ever put any more money into it and just use it literally as a tool for them for like their little narrator sparky sparky to be like hey tap your lands cast this spell and it'll be it'll be nice it'll be easy when you get frustrated at sparky it won't ruin your friendship with your friend who's trying to play <laughs> like to, to teach you magic yeah. it will only ruin your relationship with sparky and sparky only has bad relationships with people so sparky it's fine it was made to be a pain sponge exactly poor sparky sparky likes they're so it. alone in this multiverse <laughs> but they're here to teach you magic and for you to get mad at them as you're like 
I already understand. Stop over explaining to me, Sparky. And Sparky's like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. If you want to download Magic Arena, you can Google it. Find the download link if you're on PC. Um, it's available on Steam, so you can get it there. If you're on Mac, you can find it in the Epic Game Store. So you have to download Epic and then you can download Arena through the Epic Game Store. But it's a fabulous way to learn how to play Magic mm -hmm. and to continue playing Magic, a, a wonderful digital way to play the game. So you can play cards like we say in paper or you can play them online on a client like Magic Arena, which will also, also teach you how to play the game. Yeah. You can also find tons of great tutorials over on YouTube. We have a full tutorial series. We sure do on how to play Magic. It's you can find fun. that on our channel. And I'm sure there's many, many other ones out there as well. It's a really mm -hmm. good resource to find uh, people explaining how to play the game to you and also watching people play the game yeah. uh, on YouTube or on twitch.tv. If you Just search Magic the Gathering. Just yeah. and by osmosis. It, you'll understand. It will permeate, yeah, it'll permeate and get through to you. Uh, and so finding those tutorials and honestly just watching people play, I think will infuse you with a lot of knowledge about magic. <laughs> like tea. What? Like tea. Like infused Infu tea. Oh, infused tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> there's also another way to play Magic Online, which I'm just going to briefly mention, which is called literally Magic the Gathering Online. <laughs> if you want to feel like you've taken a trip back to the 90s. <laughs> Go ahead and download it. But you can only do that on a PC because that's how Magic the Gathering Online works. Yeah, it's the Magic's first client that they put out as a way to play Magic Online very early on. And it honestly hasn't really changed much since they put it out. It looks like it was made in an Excel spreadsheet. It, it truly does. And honestly, it has every single card in Magic, I that's think. That's true. So you can that play with to its advantage. the oldest cards ever. Like, I'm sure you've heard of the card Black Lotus. It exists on Magic Online. There it doesn't exist on Arena. Arena has newer cards. Um, but... I just want to put it out there that it is a thing and it does exist. And some people refer to it as Modo, which stands for Magic Online with Digital Objects, which, which tells you first name. how old it is. It's that people were calling it that, which is a weird way to refer to just a game program on a computer. But that is another way to play. We also recommend making yourself some physical reminders for when you're playing your first games of Magic. There's different areas of the game. There's the battlefield where creatures and other permanents go. There's your library. You know, that stays where it is. That's your deck of cards. There's a graveyard yeah. where creatures that have died or spells that you've cast or lands that got destroyed might go. There's a place called exile and it's perfectly fine to take some paper and like mark out those zones in front of you. Yeah. I recently saw a post on Reddit. There's a magic community on Reddit. Uh, enter at your own risk. But uh, this is a lovely post where somebody was teaching their friend how to play and they had a play mat that they had made and written the phases of the game on there. So yeah. every turn there's a series of phases that you'll go through upkeep your draw step your first main phase combat second main phase etc and they had a die that they were moving across as you went through all of these stages yeah and i thought that was a very helpful reminder because it can seem a little confusing at first making yourself some physical reminders like that i think is a great tip exactly. in keeping your head clear when you're learning how to play no harm in it no harm in it if all. someone teases you you have our permission to tell them to just Bite you. <laughs> Real hardcore. You just be like, Megan and Maria you say that you bite can me. bite me. Bite me. Um, that, you know, a akin to that is you know you will make mistakes when you're learning how to play and that's totally fine yeah. magic is a game that takes a lifetime to master but minutes 
or hours or days to learn. Yes. <laughs> Find a set of people who will let you walk back your mistakes. Yeah. If people are, if you're the people you're playing with are like, no, you can't walk back even though you're learning. Find nicer people yeah. to learn with. Um, but your friends who gave you this are probably already pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, look, there is, it's a complicated game, but it's mm-hmm. one that's so, so, so very rewarding if you th- take the time to play it. Like we said, if you're a person who likes games, chances are very high that you're going to like playing Magic the Gathering and making mistakes is all part of learning the game. Don't be hard on yourself. Just take your time and you'll get it in the end. So now you may be wondering, where can you play Magic? Well, obviously you have a friend who wants to play Magic with you. That's why they gave you this podcast. Yes. Hopefully you have a friend you want to play Magic with. Give them this podcast. One of the best places to play Magic, one of the most popular, like we said, is just what's called kitchen table magic which happens at your kitchen table or your dining room table or on the floor of your living room during thanksgiving which is a place maria and i once played (laughs) absolutely during a party yeah we are nerds hopefully you are too yeah (laughs) that was back when we were just learning we're just learning so you can just play wherever you are uh you can find your local game store which likely has magic the gathering evenings and events on their online calendar you can give them a call you can check out their website uh there's something called friday night magic which a lot of game stores run which is a special event every friday night they're Mm going to play some kind of magic at the store yeah, they might have other commander events that you can go to. They might have draft nights or other sealed events. When new sets come out, local game stores have pre-releases, which is your first chance to play sealed with those new cards. I love a pre-release. Pre-releases are super fun to go to. And like we said, it's really a nice place to get to play Magic because everyone's experiencing these cards for the first time. Everyone's going to be making mistakes in a Absolutely. pre-release. Absolutely. And everybody is happy to help you out at a pre-release if you have any questions about how to play the game so look up when the next pre-release is happening at your local game store Uh, i would encourage you to go to one of those because those are really fun and that's where you're going to be playing limited like we mentioned which is sealed deck in this case uh which is a 40 card deck that you'll just make when you get to the store so you don't have to bring anything if you already know some magic players in your area you can also just ask around and be like hey do people play on any given night it might not be a specific event that you'll at your local game store but maybe people that you know are gathering at a friend's house to play maybe they're going out to the lgs and playing not in an event but just having a game of magic out together yeah and there's a besides friday night magic and pre-releases at your local game store there's special events that stores often hold monthly or quarterly uh, like commander parties like store championships um, like uh, Commander Knights even. Uh, all of this stuff local game stores will have. So generally, there's often a lot of magic stuff happening, and it's going to be happening on different nights of the week based on different stores that might be in your area. So see what aligns with your schedule. If you're like, hey, I can't get out of my house. I lost my keys. Well, then you can play <laughs> Magic Online or Magic Arena. Yeah, Magic Arena has a lot of the same events that your local game store will have. They have pre-releases mm-hmm. online just like they have for paper. There's competitive events that you can play in as well that qualify you for big online or big paper tournaments in the tournament scene, which even if you're not looking to qualify for that kind of thing are often fun to play in if you've got a little bit of a competitive streak in you. Yeah. So lots of ways to play both in paper, as we say, and online through your local game store, through your friends and through these programs, which you can play Magic the Gathering on. All right. Are you worried? It's okay. I always am. (laughs) 
But we're going to talk about some specific, that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about some specific worries you might be having. Yeah, don't we're, don't worry. We're here for you. We know yeah. we just told you a lot of information, but let's work through some of that worry, exactly. some of those worries right now. Maybe you're worried like, hey, there are so many cards. You keep saying thousands of cards and that's spooky. 25,000. Exactly. Plus. And like more every year. What? Hey, you don't have to worry about every card in Magic. We already said that. You don't even have to worry about every new card in Magic. No. Maybe you just want to grab a Commander Precon. Maybe you just want to work with whatever you've opened at a pre-release event that you went to. That's totally fine. Magic does not need to have every card be for you. No, it's That's one of the defining things of Magic. Not every card is for you. And that's totally okay. Find a format that you love. Find a color or a color pair that you really love. And just... Lean into that. Yeah, absolutely. The the Magic the Gathering can be as big and expansive or as small as you want it to be. Uh, whatever format you're interested in, for instance, Limited or Standard or Commander, you can choose your lane and you could ignore everything else. It truly does not matter. Maybe you're worried like, hey, I'm bad at this. You're going to be for a while and that's okay. Yeah. Everyone's bad at it. I'm often still bad at magic and I've been playing for like 10 years now. It's a hard game. I make the dumbest mistakes. Over and over again. And it's okay. And it's okay. Magic is about making mistakes and learning from those mistakes or declining to learn from those mistakes. (laughs) It's your choice. It's your choice. Whether you want to learn from them or not. Either result is totally fine and totally up to you. Yes. (laughs) I think that's great about it, too, because, like, if you learned a game and you played it perfectly every single time, honestly, wouldn't you get bored of that game? Yes. I would. Maybe you're like, I don't know anyone. That's okay also. Maybe it's spooky to go to an LGS that's going to have a bunch of people that you don't know. Just play with the friends that you already have. Teach your friend to play Magic and the two of you can just play. Teach a couple more people and soon you're going to be the biggest party at your LGS. (laughs) Overwhelm the strangers with people that you know. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Which is what I try to do in any given social situation. Still working my way up to the state fair. (laughs) Yeah, you just are running the state fair. Someday I'm going to go to the state fair and it's going to be more people that I know than people that I don't. <laughs> yeah, bringing somebody with you, maybe the person that you've indoctrinated when you've gifted this podcast to them yeah. uh, can be a big help on going to an event if you have somebody that you know. Uh, find the store that's right for you too. Here in Minneapolis, where we're from, there's a bunch of local game stores and a huge Magic the Gathering scene, yeah. but not every store is the same. So maybe there's one store that you vibe with more than another. The only way to find out is to head on out and figure out which one you like best. Maybe you're worried, like, hey, I don't think there's a place in Magic for me. There's only not a place for you in Magic if you're a hater. If you're a hater, (laughs) there's the door. (laughs) But if you're not a hater... So true. We are working on making sure that there is space for you in Magic. There's lots of great people making sure that there is space for you in Magic. So, you know, come on out. Give it a try. Get in touch with some of us if you if you want to. Yeah, Magic, um, you know, just like a lot of the gaming space, has been closed off to a lot of people for a long time and felt unwelcoming. But thankfully, we can say pretty openly that Magic has been working really hard to open its doors to people from mm-hmm. all so- sorts of different backgrounds who might have felt excluded from the game for many years. So, you know, we're two of those people. Yeah. Uh, and we have found Magic to be a welcoming and wonderful space that's growing bigger and bigger and better over the years by which we mean we're two of the haters (laughs) can't you tell pure hate i think we radiate pure hate (laughs) 
Uh, so don't worry about stuff. We're here for you if you need it. Um, hopefully you start listening to Good Luck High Five. We'd love to have you on a regular yeah, basis. Come on by. Come on by. We release new podcasts of our show every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central. So check us out wherever you might be in the world. We talk about new things happening in magic. We go on uh, just wonderful tangents <laughs> every so often. We talk about every format under the sun. Yes. Um, and we're hopefully a welcoming and happy place for you to think about magic. So yeah, come and visit us. Visit um, yourself, and when you're playing the game, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. You're on your own with that one, buddy. Visit, visit yourself. Visit yourself when you're playing the game. That's like this, I want that to be a slogan projection situation. I want that to be the slogan for a state that's trying to increase tourism. <laughs> Michigan, visit yourself. <laughs> Can like you see it? It's like a vacation okay. sort of thing. It's a video. It's like people playing on the coast of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, people like biking through a field and they're just so happy, right? People spending time with their families. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the the messaging of it is like, oh, feel more like you yourself than you ever than you have in years. Oh, I Michigan, see. visit, visit yourself. yourself. <laughs> it's really bad it's a but, bad slogan i can see i want it to be clear it's a bad slogan but they all are <laughs> they they truly all are magic visit yourself there you go <laughs> Well, thank you all new Perspective Magic players for joining yeah. us here on this episode of Good Luck Kai 5. I hope you found a good place of entry for the game. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us uh, underneath the video here yeah. on YouTube. You can put your question in the comments and we'll respond. Or you can send us a tweet at GLHF Magic on Twitter and we'll get back to you. Uh, our, our years of learning are at your disposal. That's right. And if you gave this episode to somebody else, okay, you can turn it back on now. You can now. turn it back on now. How do you know? We trust you to just know. <laughs> we trust you to know. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for gifting this episode to yeah. your friend. Hopefully you have a wonderful journey learning and loving magic together. Uh, thank you to everybody who helps this show happen on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Become a new patron. Support it as well. We'd love to have you and dedicate an episode to you on our next episode. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, a great place to go for all your magic needs and many of, like we said, the different ways to get into the game that we talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. We hope to see you back here on Good Luck High Five for another episode. We'll be back in real time next episode. So we've been in the past for a few episodes recording yeah. some pre-recorded stuff, but next wow, episode we'll next be episode, back live. Real time. Back live here in Minnesota. I may be severely jet lagged, but that'll make it all the yeah. more fun for you and we look terrible forward for to me. To seeing you. <laughs>